everybody, and welcome to the Built from the Ground Up podcast. I'm your host, Justin Neary. Thanks for joining me. You might have noticed already that my microphone sounds a little bit different. You should hear my voice in a more full-sounding way. You shouldn't hear too much of an echo, if any, even though I'm in this echoey room. So this mic is is great. It's very inexpensive. It's a Samsung Q2U. So if you have any recording needs, I highly recommend it. It's got a USB on the back. It's It's got uh, audio out so you can put your headphones on. That's what I'm doing now. I, I look like I'm in a recording studio, except I don't have the funny-shaped styrofoam. No, they're not styrofoam. They're just foam like you have on... Uh, on uh, whatever. <laughs> I can't think of it right now. But they have like triangles on the ends. Pyramids. Pyramids. So anyway, I've got it on an arm that moves around. And if I bump it, it'll make a noise that'll travel through into the microphone. So hopefully I won't bump it. But I appreciate you being here. Hopefully this will sound a little bit better than the last few. I was recently on a podcast with Chad Murray outside the the business box, check that out. Um, I sounded horrible. We had a a Zoom connection, and I was in this terrible echoey room with no fancy $60 microphone, and it just sounded bad. But what we talked about I thought was pretty good. I think it um, is helpful. If you're just starting out your business, it doesn't have to be a chimney business. If you found your way here, maybe you're listening just because. Uh, you have a different business, but uh, you know I'm going to be focusing a lot on the chimney world. Uh, but some of the things we talked about with uh, Chad and I the other day, last week, uh, they can really come across for well for other businesses. It doesn't just have to be a chimney business. So what I'm doing uh, is explained in my previous podcast, why I'm doing this podcast, what it's about, who I am, why I'm here. So check those out if you didn't get a chance. You might want to listen to those first. I would suggest you go back and just listen to those. And then maybe this one will make a little more sense. But basically, you're coming along on my journey of creating a business from the ground up. Some things I've learned in the past, being around other businesses, some things I've learned uh, from others, some things I've learned in books. I talk about a book all the time, The E-Myth and The If you haven't checked that out yet, do that. So I'm going to mention that book in every single podcast from here on out because that's how important it is. It really will change the way you're structuring your business. It will save you many headaches and frustrations once you get your business you thought was great to a point that it is now a disaster. Even if it's making money, it's a disaster. Uh, That happens to so many people. But... What we want to do first, I like to do a little recap of the week. Uh, Things are going well. We had a good week. We're now, it's Wednesday right now, and this will be coming out on Friday, but so far we're having a good week. Uh, Learned a few things from a few mistakes. Um, Right now I'm actively uh, dealing with software, which is fun for me. I like testing out new software, in particular um, things that help us run our business, not just uh, 
things that don't make much difference, but things that really are the core for the business to keep it running and allow it to scale. That's the important part here, scaling. So if you're building a business, don't make decisions now that are quick and easy if you think that they're going to affect you later. You need to be always focused on what will this do in the future? How will this act? How can I use it? Will it be what I need? Sometimes what we need and what we can accomplish at the moment, whether it's resources, time, money, um, we have to make a decision. Is it worth dealing with it now or should we put something in place now that will grow with us well? The worst thing you want to see is you spend a lot of time and energy on, say, a scheduling application and then you find out two years later that now you've hit a brick wall. It's now not functioning the way you need it to because of the size of your business, whatever that may be, any kind of reason. Now you have to start all over. So try to think ahead. Try to think what you might need in, say, two years. And now this all comes full circle back to the idea of you need to build your business on paper first. Now, I'm not saying this because I'm an expert. I'm saying it because I've seen it happen. I've seen it fail. I've failed. I've had several side businesses that I hoped would have become something more for me, but they didn't because I didn't follow the the guide of, of, of business success, which is basically uh, outlined in the e-myth. Now, you don't have to do it that way, but boy, does it really help. And so go back and listen to those podcasts if you haven't heard them. I talk about that a little bit more. So a good week. Um, we've got some jobs done. We've accomplished some things that maybe maybe a year ago we couldn't have. We've taken on some bigger projects. Uh, but at this point, I'm not afraid of them. Maybe just two months ago, I'd be afraid of this kind of project. But it's not something for me to be afraid of anymore because, again, if one man can do it, so can another. I've educated myself. I might not have all the info I need uh, to accomplish it at that point, but I'll get there. So let's say we're taking on some bigger fireplace jobs. I'm learning. I know I have the knowledge I need, but when we get there and put it in, I'm sure to, to learn something new. So that's one of the things that I'm learning is very helpful. Don't be afraid of something you're not uh, familiar with. Learn all you can ahead of it. And then when you go to accomplish that task, you're going to learn tons. That's one thing I appreciate about this whole experience. Coming out with more knowledge. Knowledge is what? Fill in the blank. I don't know if it's power. Maybe for some people. Knowledge is blank. Fill it in for what it is for you, but it's so important to learn things. Take that information, apply it. Now you have knowledge you can make good decisions with and you can be wise. Wisdom, another important part. We're always learning. Every day is a school day. So a lot of things are happening for us. We're trying to grow, but we're trying to do it at a rate that's going to make sense. And I've brought in some help. Uh, Chad Murray is is helping me on a weekly basis. So I think things are going to move ahead pretty fast. Uh, he's already done these things that I'm doing. 
so it, it's going well. So I suggest if you're not familiar with running a business, you know, you want to learn on the job, if you go ahead, you can do that. And, and it's a great experience, but you'll make the mistakes that others have already made. And if you have someone, a mentor, or you it's free, you pay for some, whatever, however that works, you get a coach, that's going to save you money. And that's the way I look at it. So it, a coach is not going to cost me a thing. It's not going to cost a thing when it helps you make more money. So that's one of the, the things I try to remember. If I have to pay something to acquire knowledge that's going to help me, whether it be in a book, I pay $20 for the book. I actually didn't pay a thing for the book because it made me the $20. Uh, it's very, makes sense to me. I, I just, I don't know things to the level, I, I don't have the knowledge to the level that I, I should. None of us do. We're always needing more. We need to have more information. So every day is a school day. So that's basically my message. Just get help. Know what you're doing. So whatever business you're in, know as much about it as you can, at least to start, until you get people to work for you that know more than you. Let them accomplish the tasks that you can't while you're doing the things to build your business. I've said that before, so I don't want to keep saying that same thing, but it's so important. So let's talk about something that I've learned this week. I think it's pretty important. I haven't fully developed this idea in my head, but I have some notes written down about something to talk about that I learned. So I have make quick changes to patterns that are killing you. So what what am I talking about here? So for me in my business right now, I had some patterns in particular surrounding the sales part of our business when it's time to sell something. You know, that's the whole point of all this. We're, sol- we're out there solving problems, but the, at, at the end of the day, we're selling something. Whether it's a product or we're selling our company, that's another story altogether. I don't believe that we're selling a product or a service. We're selling ourselves. We're selling our company. We're selling what we stand for. But I noticed that there was a pattern that had developed uh, as part of my control issues when my guys are out on a job and they find a problem and they need to recommend the solution to the homeowner, uh, they're having to consult with me on price and exactly the methods that we will use to, to repair that. And, and everything had to be run through me. Now, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because they're the ones on the job. They're the ones who have uh, a relationship started with that customer the customer trusts them because they're showing them all the problems that they're talking about. And then they're being forced to refer back to me to figure out pricing. And then I, you know, I might not be able to right then and there. And then what, what are we going to do? We're going to email an estimate or as we're trying to call them proposals because estimates, uh, that's a scary word. We're trying to get rid of that word uh, from our, our uh, vocabulary. We don't want to say estimates to people. We want to say proposals. We propose to do this to fix your problem and take care of it and so that you can rest easy and not have to worry about it. 
So I, I was the bottleneck here. And so what I'm doing, and Chad's helping me to get in this direction too. He, he pointed out some things to me this week that make sense. I'm not going to give those all away because you should talk to him because what he tells you might be different to, than to me. But basically, I've, I've changed my idea because it, it was killing us. Now, we have tons of work. We're nonstop busy. This is the busiest I've ever seen it for us this time of year. Um, but I'm, I'm the bottleneck. I'm the problem. It's no one else. If, we, if we're backed up, it's me. If we're not uh, getting these uh, proposals to people fast enough, and they're practically begging us for them, why, why are we not giving them the proposal on the spot? Why have I not built the tools for my guys who are out in the road dealing with customers and taking care of them? Why don't they have the tools they need to give them a price right then and there and get the job scheduled right then and there? You know, the whole business of, well, we'll call you and get you on the schedule. I'm sorry, but if you're doing that, it's pretty much nonsense. And why do I say that? Because that's what I've been doing. So I'm going to be very critical of it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I don't have the ability to check the schedule. I, I, I don't care what the problem is. It doesn't make sense and you need to change it. And that, that's basically what I told myself. So that's not being critical of others in their process, but that's what I told myself. I was the problem. Why are we not scheduling them right then and there? I have the tools. I have the schedule in front of me. Am I afraid? What am I afraid of? Not having the right product or, or a right amount of materials. What's the problem? Well, the problem is me. So make quick changes to patterns that are killing you. So I'm in the process of eliminating all of that. Um, like today, they were on a job. You know, the fireplace was a disaster. We can't even clean it. It's so bad. We're, we're not touching it. It's it's a death trap. So uh, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to fix it? The, the homeowner wants it fixed. He wants to know what it's going to cost. So today, and he also wanted to buy some some product uh, or f- a chimney cap, a nice uh, multi flu cap. If you're not familiar with those, you probably are because you're probably a chimney guy if you're listening to this. But basically, an umbrella for a chimney, a nice big one that covers the whole thing. That product, we don't sell it as a product; we sell it as a solution. Uh, but again, it is a product in their eyes, but we try not to treat it that way. It's the it's a solution to a problem. We have some nice design. So are, are, do we have the tools necessary to, on the spot, show them what we can offer and what the benefits of it are? You know, we, we don't try to push the product. We, we use a couple other products in our business. We don't sell the product. We, we, we don't sell the steak. We sell the sizzle. That one was told to me by a good friend, and if he listens to this, he'll probably chuckle, but he says that to me all the time. Don't sell the steak, sell the sizzle. So a little bit off off topic there, but the point behind all that is, do I have the tools in my technician's hands to make the decision about pricing, about what products need to be installed for a successful solution to be carried through. And I don't. And I've been around this business long enough to know that that's what I should be doing. The whole idea of I'll call you back or I'll send you an estimate, that's nonsense. Uh, Listen to Alan Rush. 
I think he probably twitches every time he hears about someone sending an estimate. Now, there is a point in which you could send an estimate, but you should you should talk to them before they open it. Alan br- brought it out. You know, what's the first thing that they look at when they receive an estimate? They don't care what's written down. They don't care that you're gonna you're gonna put plastic up. You're gonna keep their house clean, uh, and it's all listed there. And how you're gonna do it, and you're gonna install a new fireplace, and this, that, and the other. They don't care. They look right down to the price. And if it scares them, if they don't understand why this product is or this service is necessary, they just see the price. It's too high, whatever, or it's too low. Some people might think it's too cheap for what you're about to do. But so that the whole idea is you have to you have to you have to close the sale on site. Now, we haven't been doing this. Now, some you know, sometimes we do. It all seemed that if it's convenient, if it's an easy if it's an easy project, yeah, I'll give you a price on the spot. We'll close it close it now. But what I was doing thus far, and this is why I'm chronicling this and I'm hoping that we can, I can help, you know, some people avoid the mistakes that I've made, that I'm making, and some of the things that I'm learning that are are going to help. I have a spreadsheet set up for pricing like crazy. I mean, I, I punch in these fancy formulas on this sheet and I, I put all the data in and I push go through the steps. I have drop downs built in and, you know, the, the rate for this type of service, the hourly rate, how many hours, all that stuff is good, but I can't, you can't do that for every job. It's nonsense. You know, you sit out in the truck, punching numbers in. Now you have to figure out your costs. That's, that's super important. You have to know what you need to charge, but my recommendation and what I'm seeing that where we're going is I need to spend the time figuring out all the possible jobs with different parameters. Now, of course, there'll be some variables here and there, and you have to account for those. But I should have all the pricing done already. So if we hit project style A, go to go to the list. Go And I, I prefer to print these things out so they're easier. It's in a binder. There's the price. There's the package. You know, whatever. If it's this high... Between these two ranges, it's this price. If it's between that and the other, it's that price. This whole figuring it out to the to the foot, whatever, all the you know the exactly what parts you're going to need for every single job, it's nonsense. So I have to make quick changes again to patterns that are killing me because they're killing me. I looked at my estimates since I started, and the amount of estimates I sent out and the total number. A dollar number. It's insane. So I started out and I spent a lot of time just emailing people. All right, I'll send you an estimate. I know how to close a job. I mean, I'm not great at it, but I know how to do it. But I wasn't doing it. There was a mental block there. I felt I didn't need to do it. I don't need to be a salesman. I'm just going to tell them what they need, what we can do for them, and I'll email it. And they're going to call me back right away and say, let's book it. Well, doesn't happen that way. Now, a large percentage, you know, I, I don't know the percentage, but people did. I've had lots of work so far and people, you know, they, hey, let's do it. I've sold people without even seeing them or talking to them all through email. My guys went, sent me the data through our inspection app. I sent an estimate and they said, okay, let's do it. So it, it's possible, but the percentages are not there. So again, I had to I have to kill that pattern. 
It might also be hard for you to identify a pattern. You might not realize what you're doing is killing you because you're making money, or it appears to be that you're making money because there's money in the bank account. I would guard against looking at that. That uh, and you, you know, you go to QuickBooks and you go to the banking tab if that's what you're using, and it says how much money you have in each account. You know, looking at that, oh, I've got money. Don't don't get into that trap because there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff pending. There's a lot that you might not be considering, uh, upcoming jobs, payroll. You, know, you cannot look at that number as the determining, 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 <laughs> the determining factor. It doesn't work. And cash flow is a hard thing, and I'm trying to, to figure it out. There's, there's ways of doing it the right way, and I don't have those ways in my brain yet. I kind of keep the numbers in my head and see what I know that's going out, how many materials I've purchased, what I haven't paid yet, how many jobs. So, but what happens is that you get all these weird overlaps. You know, you buy products for one job, you've got that money sitting, being held up by that material. You start a couple other jobs and it just, it snowballs where one day you, you look at it and you, you don't have as much money as you think you have. The, the banking tab in QuickBooks is not an, a, re, a good representation of what you really have. So just keep that in mind. That's something that that I'm trying to always be on top of. I've learned it the hard way in the past. But identify those patterns. See what you're doing now on a daily basis. See what you're looking at, what you, the ideas you're coming up with, and, and, and just analyze them. See if those are things, if you can drill down into the patterns that you have in your business, the, the way you do things, analyze each one of them. It's just like go through your day. This is my recommendation. Go through your day. See how much time you spend on certain things, if it's really important. Uh, see what you're doing specifically on certain tasks. You might think you're profitable on some service you offer, but in fact, you're losing money. You really have to know your numbers and figure out, you know, when I go on dryer vent cleanings, am I making any money? Well, I'm only making money if I do eight of them in a day and they're all in the same area. So figure those things out because you'll you'll have to see there are patterns just because you're busy, just because your guys are working. That's a pattern. We're busy. We have business. If you're not profitable, that pattern is killing you. It's taking away from other things that could be actually making you money. Now, one of the things I also try to keep in mind is, are we making money right now, this moment? Is this thing that we're doing, is this making us money? Or are we just spending money? Are we profitable in the amount of time we're spending on this type of thing or service? Are we doing this in a way that optimizes our time? You know, is my van set up in a way that it's easy to get things out that I need? Or am I spending an extra three minutes an appointment trying to get this set of rods out? And it's, you know, the, all that stuff adds up. So you're always going to want to be refining things. And I, I try to do that with my van and truck, you know, I just have a van and a truck right now. 
but I'm always looking at the van that has everything in it to do everything we do. I'm always looking at it and thinking, is that the best place for that tool? Sometimes I go in the van and I can't get to a tool because there's other things in the way. And I think, man, there has to be a better way. This I use this tool every time I'm out, but it takes me three minutes to get to it and I'm crawling over stuff and I'm tripping or I'm falling out the backside of the van. Did you ever slip out the backside of your van? You're kind of stepping on the on the bumper. Did you ever slip in that <laughs> that area? I've slipped a couple times and smashed my shins. And that's even with like the, the step has grips, grips on it. Uh, if you've ever done it, you know what it feels like. It hurts. It really hurts. So that's what I always try to do is try to refine a process. Sometimes the process can't be refined anymore and I need to get over it. Like it's as good as it can be at the moment. So stop obsessing. But, you know, always be objective and looking at what you're doing. Don't get complacent. That's my advice. So I, I don't want to be firing a bunch of things that I, I, it's to, to say that I know all this stuff, but I, it's mainly because it's what I'm experiencing at the moment. Just going through things. And then this is me telling myself those things. So maybe it'll, some of these points I bring out will really spark something in your mind to say, yeah, you know what? I should check that out. Because I, I know for me, when I hear other people talking about things that I, I already f- think I have figured out, it actually helps me to reanalyze it and really, you know, maybe I could make an adjustment here. How am I doing that? Or yeah, I know that's exactly what we do and that happens every time. So just some just a few things to think about. Basically, again, we can't let things happen in our business repeatedly that are killing us. Now, every once in a while, you know, things happen. There's a, there's a short pattern, I guess, that, that kills you a little bit. And sometimes in business, you have to let things kill you a little because you know, there's a reason for it. There's a payoff. Sometimes you can't be profitable every second, but you're looking to the, to the future of what you're doing now is going to open up a door for you. Uh, So there's, there's different things to consider with that as well. Now, I just want to switch gears just for a little bit. And this one's going to be a much shorter podcast, I think. Well, maybe they're all about this length. I forget how long the last one was. I know with Chad, we spent about an hour. Um, remember, did you ever see that movie Cast Away with Tom Hanks? I think that's a great movie. I can watch it. Over and over and over. The but except for the part when he he has that tooth that's really gone bad. He has that abscess, and he's in the cave, and he takes that ice skate <laughs> that washed up on the shore from his wreckage of his of his FedEx plane, and he's in that cave, and he's got a rock in one hand, and he has the the ice skate in the other hand, and he's got it up against his tooth, the blade. And he's just he's just going back and forth with the rock and he's counting down and he knocks that tooth out. It was painful for him. But he had enough pain that he he did something about it that was really painful. But he knew that, you know, just get through the pain and it'll be better on the other side once he woke up because he went he went to sleep for a while after that. 
So I, I like to think about that for business. It's it's painful at times. And every once in a while, I'll wake up and I'll say, I don't feel like doing this. It's it's difficult. It, I've, I'd rather just go punch in or something for a company. But, you know, it only lasts a few minutes, that thought. I, I realize why I'm doing this again. And even on its worst day, I think it's far better than than the majority of the days I had working for other people. I mean, it's 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 weird. I just if you have your own business, you get it. You totally get it. And there's some people that don't want their own business, and I have nothing negative to say about those type of people because it's it's it is a blessing to work for someone else, especially someone uh, good. You know, there's good companies out there that, that take care of their employees. So it's great for so many people. The whole country, the whole world's built on on people working for someone else. But when you make something, when you create a business, that's, that's a lot of, I think, the reason why people start a business. That's part of the motivating factor. They want to create something. They, they have that desire. And I think most people do have a desire to make things, to create things. Uh, I, I believe that's how we're made made not not uh, formed from nothing but we're made that way there's a history of that throughout our existence um, but anyway remember in castaway when he finally got the fire made do you remember the disaster of a time he had making a fire though like he started he didn't really know what he was doing I forget the the way he was doing it, but it was just ridiculous. He and he spent so many hours trying to get this thing lit, and it didn't work. And then 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 he so, he starts to get somewhere with it the one time, and then the stick breaks and cuts his hand open. <laughs> it's that was another terrible scene. I kind of look away. It just it makes me cringe. But after he stuck with it, you know, he he kept doing it. He made a fire. It worked, and he got all excited, and that's when when his you know things started to go good for him. He started to figure things out, and he started to really make progress. But it took a while; it was painful. He was making mistakes, you know. That's and th- again, that's another thing we deal with in business. So I try to think about that whenever I'm getting down. Eventually, the things we're doing are building us into to better people. We're having more uh, knowledge. In our in our storehouse of knowledge, now we, we every time you learn something, you build on it, and it and it helps you with another thing that you never even thought that part of of what you know would help. But then you remember the scene when he finally had that big bonfire going, and he was dancing around it, and he said, "Look what I have created!" Remember that? That's one of my favorite parts of the movie because things started to click for him then. But then then he saw. I think it was in during that scene he saw a ship out in the uh the water and he uh then he got all depressed cuz he couldn't track it get them to see him. But the point is, you know, look at what you've created even thus far. If your business is a mess, it's okay. Look what you created. Um it's probably not as bad as you think it is. You're you're prob- you're making some money, you're doing th- some things right cuz you have a business. So just refine it look at it objectively. And one of the things I try to remember is whatever situation the business is in, good or bad, it's my fault. Um, so it's, it's, it's all on us, but 
just keep that in mind. You get to look back when you create that fire and you say, look what I've created. And now that fire is doing something. It's, it's providing people with income. It's providing a service that people want. You know, even if generally a business owner doesn't get rich immediately or ever, but it's providing you with an income. So keep that in mind and always look for ways to make it better. So that's going to do it for today. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for uh, sticking with me. Hopefully uh, some of these things can help. I'm going to get some guests on pretty soon that uh, I think will definitely help get some more perspective, some experts and some people uh, just starting out, see what they have to say and, and things that they're learning. So again, thanks for joining me and we'll catch you next time. 